Hi, this is Sean Gladding, and welcome back to the Naked Man podcast. This has been a momentous week in the life of the United States. We have a new president in Joe Biden, and the first woman and person of color to be vice president in Kamala Harris. Youth poet laureate Amanda Gorman captured our hearts and imaginations at the inauguration with her poem, The Hill We Climb. She alluded to the prophet Micah at one point with these words, borrowed from the musical Hamilton. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade, but in all the bridges we've made. That sentiment gets to the heart of this episode. How do we build bridges, not just between people with different opinions, but between enemies? Let's rejoin the Ecclesia in the courtyard of Miriam's home. Seeing the inquisitive, somewhat sceptical expression on Yiftak's face, Miriam spoke up. Do you remember the story of Jesus in the synagogue at Capernaum, when the unclean spirit confronted him? Yes, responded Yiftak. Well, we just heard that those in the boat with Jesus asked, Who is this? But the unclean spirit said, I know who you are the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked the Spirit, just as he rebuked the wind and the sea, saying the same thing to both, Be still. Both the Spirit and the sea listened to Jesus, and those looking on, seeing this, responded with amazement and fear. She paused. Jesus was always inviting us to listen, especially when he told parables. The spirit and the sea listened to him and acknowledged his authority. Miriam lifted her gaze to take in the whole gathering. The ongoing question for us is whether we will do likewise. Yiftak now looked thoughtful as he turned to address Mark. You said that when Peter told this story about the storm on the sea and Jesus calming the waves... He talked about how slow he was to understand. Then you said the way still struggles with this. He gestured around the courtyard. But it seems like you all have acknowledged Jesus' authority and believe he is the Holy One of God. Mark nodded. Indeed. But that was not what Peter was referring to. Your friend picked up on that before he left. Yiftak shook his head, clearly confused. Your friend asked why Jesus would want to travel to the Gentile side of Galilee. That was not the only time Jesus sent the disciples on the trip from the Jewish shore to the Gentile shore. And on both occasions, storms blew up quickly, threatening to swamp their boat. That was the lesson Peter said he failed to understand. That was what he came to understand was central to Jesus' teaching. That the story of God's people was now expanding beyond Israel 
to encompass the Gentiles, those who are not us. And those harrowing sea journeys were supposed to prepare the disciples and the future kingdom communities for the challenges of overcoming the rigid social divisions that exist between us. Mark continued. From the very beginning, people questioned whether the Gentiles could truly be part of God's people. And we encountered all manner of social hostility as we attempted the kind of integration Jesus called us to. Hostility that at times felt overwhelming, like those waves must have felt the disciples in that small fishing boat. But just as Jesus spoke and silenced the waves, he continues to speak, to silence the winds of opposition, especially when that opposition does not come from outside the kingdom community, but from within. Yiftak looked around the ecclesia. So you're telling me that groups like this outside of Israel are mixed? Jews and Gentiles breaking bread together? Yes, said Mark. Although in some cities, our own people rejected the gospel. And so the churches there are entirely Gentile. Yiftak turned to look in the direction of the Roman encampment outside the city. And those Gentiles out there, would you break bread with them? At these words, some members of the ecclesia shifted uncomfortably. Others leaned in, eager to hear how Mark would respond. With those in whose bodies your friend would gladly sheathe his sword? Mark's gaze swept across the ecclesia before continuing. And who some gathered here might be tempted to do the same? At this, a few people's gaze dropped to the ground. What do you think? Yiftak's features hardened. Break bread with the soldiers of Rome? With the legions that occupy our homeland, who even now are just waiting for the word to besiege the holy city of David? What do I think? I think it's one thing to ask a man to abandon the way of violence. It's another thing entirely to ask him to sit at table with his enemies. Indeed it is, my young friend. Indeed it is. But that is the way of Jesus. Perhaps one way we can begin to abandon the way of violence is to sit at table with our enemy, to break bread with those who are not like us, to refuse to hate. Yiftak shook his head. I do not believe those troops out there would accept your invitation. And I can't imagine Jesus ever had any dealings with the legion. Well, said Mark, there was this one time. Thanks as always for listening. Before the next episode, perhaps you can take time to sit with the following questions. Who would you consider to be an enemy at the moment? And why? 
Who would you refuse to share a meal with if someone invited you both, and why? If you've considered someone an enemy in the past, how did you treat them? How did they treat you? Have you ever had the experience of finding a way to stop being enemies with someone, to stop hating one another? And if so, what happened? What do you think and feel about Jesus' call to love your enemy? What might that look like for you at the moment? Until the next time. Mm -hmm.